You're listening to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. We hope you are walking like an Egyptian, uh, which, if you're in Egypt, that makes a great deal of sense more than it is in the northeast of England, where it is miserable weather as per usual. But we thank you very much for joining us here on this afternoon on the second Mentally Sound of this month, which feels weird to say, but rather wonderful. And we thank people who have been listening to the show um, for making that possible. So this is uh, kind of exciting, I think. As I introduce my 
the the greatest co-host, quite <laughs> frankly, in radio. Oh, I know you like. <laughs> <laughs> in radio history, um, he has a gun to my head as I'm saying that. But uh, <laughs> but welcome, Mr. Ricky. Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. How are you? I'm not so bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good starting point. How do you feel about? It's only been two weeks since it's our last show. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I know. I know it was weirder last time because we had a five-week gap, didn't we? Before, like, yeah. Previous show, <laughs> and I was like itching to come back in the studio. Yeah, yeah. And then we we came back, yeah. and then here we are two two weeks later. So it's yeah. Like, uh, and I'm wow. sitting here going, I think it's too much, Ricky. <laughs> 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 I think we made a terrible mistake. <laughs> but no, um, uh, that's a nice segue to obviously, but actually, before we get into mentioning who's on today's show, because we we have a couple of guests, so that's that's pleasing because if you listen to the last uh, edition of this show a couple of weeks ago, um, we were debating whether that would like you know stifle the guests, or mm-hmm. we'd feel that we weren't doing as much as we know as we should. So, um, like, it might just be me and Ricky talking for the, the second show of the, of the month, but that's not the case. Mm. Um, we have some really good guests lined up for today's show, so that's really uh, useful. Just um, the disclaimer that I do at the beginning of the show for the benefit of people listening for the first time. Uh, obviously, you might be on a, t- a taxi ride somewhere, because I know the, the taxi drivers think we're, uh, uh, listen to Spice quite we regularly. Are popular with taxi drivers. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I just hope it's not like you go in a hospital or something and you go, oh, this is a mental health show. But it's not like that. Um, it's very, you know we've tried to be uplifting. Yeah. We talk very open and honestly about mental health. It's obviously a me- it's a mental health show, hence the name Mentally Sound. Um, and we try to to sound like sound people. <laughs> and anyone outside England's not going to get that. Um, but yeah, so um, the idea is that we talk openly about mental health. So we will potentially talk about uh, taboo subjects. And the the first two guests we have actually on the show, it's I would I would cut. Kind of, categorize that as a diff- difficult subject matter but a very important one um so we'll talk about that uh the our first guest will be due on in about 10 minutes time um yeah and we have another guest from the hadron school i believe hadron yeah school, yeah a very very topical issue this one because yeah. um it, it was actually as we were kind of getting ready for our, our previous show the news broke about uh, a local school local special needs school which got vandalized yeah um, so this made like not just uh, local papers but national papers because a lot of celebrities got on board to um, mm-hmm. raise money and uh, uh, yeah it's a very uplift from what was a very sad uh, a very depressing story suddenly got turned into a very uplifting story yeah so, no definitely because um, when we talk you know about any time eh, we got, we, have we talked about vandalizing schools before I think we have haven't we uh, I think we we had the food bank do you remember when the food bank said that they'd got burgled over Christmas yes. and um, again the community rallied round and that's got right. presents in and I think with Ian if memory serves me correctly Ian uh, driver from the veterans uh, charity yeah yeah because he was telling me about how veterans get targeted because of mm-hmm. their mental health. Yeah. And we were discussing that should should that be a hit crime, yeah. and we all unanimously agreed that it is. Yeah, it? yeah. No, I totally agree. So this, agree. we'll be talking about that in the same context mm-hmm. with the, with the Chris Rollings' his name is, who's the head teacher of agency mm-hmm. coming in uh, no very no good point look forward to that no no absolutely um and as 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 uh ricky says we try and be as topical as possible mm-hmm. um so that makes a, a great deal of sense so um we're gonna have a quick uh just chatter amongst ourselves uh before we get uh, our first two guests on the show so obviously as i say thank you so much for joining us today um but um updates i guess um do you have uh any um updates how's your mom and everything and all Mom's that kind of doing stuff all right yeah she's uh i think she's only got a few rounds of physio left uh great and, and, then, and then she's 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 i don't know what independent again yeah until she decides when she needs her uh, other knee doing um as far as other, so that's going on okay but 
As I said to you in a private conversation, I, I learned some very sad news recently that a, form, a friend of mine, oh yeah, who I hadn't seen in a few years, sadly uh, took her own life. Mm-hmm. Um, because we had a there was an Acorn meeting a few weeks back. Acorn, if you remember the 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 tenants group, we had uh, Tom, who's the local um, chair, came came in October, I think it was. So we yeah. had a meeting and a few friends because I, I was involved in the original incarnation of Newcastle Unites, which was a a group that used to put on uh, multicultural events over at uh, on St. George's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend uh, Alice, who was a brilliant activist, um, it was her desire to try and put on a a, a real sort of festival on, on that day. Yeah. Um, and it was phenomenal. We achieved that. Uh, and then we kind of all dispersed and didn't see. We we did it ourselves for another two or three years after that. Mm-hmm. But Alice, I didn't know. I, I wouldn't say a full name, just you know, to to, to be respectful. But yes. um, yeah. And then and then at this meeting a, a couple of weeks back, um, a, a, a colleague from that same group I met up with him. So it was good to see him. Good to catch up. And then I did the usual thing about how, how's everyone doing? Where's everyone? Mm-hmm. And I sadly learned that that you can I could tell by his face. As soon as I said to him, how's Alice doing? You know, his face dropped because he he knew then that I obviously didn't know mm-hmm. for the sad news and he sort of broke it to me. Um, yeah, just very sad. But in a of sense, course, yeah. as I said to you in our conversation, in a way that, that that kind of whole experience, which I back then doing that those kind of gigs really influenced me in terms of what we do here now. Yeah. Um, I get, you know, it was fun back then to book bands and... Um, speakers and so on to do these things and now i get to do it in a way like these guests on our show yeah as i was saying like um I, well, the, the the thing that i uh, said to ricky which i thought was appropriate was the you know it's a bit like a person who wins an oscar or something is that you can see afterwards like the people who have influenced you mm-hmm. over the years and it sounds like to me she was definitely an influence from what you told me so i think that's the biggest like compliment you can give them because um, the, the couple of things, uh, there's one actually which is a good segue to what you're talking about is um, a good friend of this show and my, my own podcast, Gary Pollard, who you oh, know yeah. very well, um, is doing a documentary about suicide. Um, and he sent me a message asking if I was interested, and I've made the short list of films, so uh, of, of 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 potential people, um, and he's making a book about it as well. And they're basically going to follow three different people from three different generations to see the difference in how suicide is looked at from younger than me. So I think it's like between the ages of like fifteen and thirty, thirty to forty-five, and and sixty to seventy-five or something. Is this in regards um, to your uncle? Is it? Well, yeah. There's that and also obviously I've 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 been suicidal yeah. in my life and 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 all that kind of thing. So um, I had a, a, a Skype conversation last night and basically like sort of very openly mm-hmm. you know discussed what I thought and um, so I'm on the short list of people to be considered okay. for the for the age bracket that that you know I'm obviously thirty so mm-hmm. that group so i'm hoping to be in the film and they're doing a book about it as well which i'll definitely be in um i know that for certain so obviously once i know well, more i'll let the thing with alice as well is very quickly i've mm-hmm. always had this picture um she took part in the in this sort of a- a- activism thing that we she pr- she produced this banner saying like and it, it was called who who pulls the trigger and it asks the question about when it comes to things like war who who exactly is guilty and she made this fantastic banner and i've had it on my door for like several years yeah and I, I kind of look at that picture now with more sort of sentimental, uh, mm-hmm. through, through sentimental prism now. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Definitely. Uh, just, just thanks for thanks for being my friend, uh, Alice. Uh, I will miss you, and um, yeah. Oh.
that's nice. Um, but yeah, so um, that, that's really that's really nice, and obviously suicide is a is a really big thing. Um, I would encourage people if they've been on because uh, obviously if this is your first time listening, our podcast is available. All the shows that we've ever done, and suicide is a very um, significant topic that we've discussed at length because it's something that you know I'd, I I really you know not to disparage the English <laughs> the English um, species or whatever the right phrase is, but um, we are one for burying our head in the sand uh, with particular subject matters so it's really pleasing yeah Yeah, it's really pleasing that like pleasing in the sense of that we can talk about this openly because it's not a subject that's ever going to go away fully it's part of being a human being and it's the same as like um, you know I've I've talked about this recently about depression is that you can pretend it doesn't happen but that just makes the situation worse eventually eventually you're just going to blow up Um, so if we I'm all about prevention, which I think is what this whole show is about. So, how's things with the old um, man? Yeah, fine, uh, fine. Um, uh, I say what we'll talk about that um, in the show more because I've also got some news about my um, ESA as well, um, which is interesting. Uh, so we'll get to that uh, at some point in the show. So I'll ask Ricky to remind me when we've got a bit more time because we're going to take a quick break now. We're going to play Book Fizz, making your mind up, which is a great song. I just started humming it when I saw it on the database, and uh, we'll be right back with our first two guests, which will be Kirsty and Donna, uh, right after this song. Let's be back in a sec. Thank you. 
Hello everybody and welcome back to Mentally Sound right here on Space FM 98.8 FM and thank you for making your mind up to walk to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> well good. Uh, I know, well thank done, you. Sir. What a segue. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not just here for my looks. I know it's, ra- <laughs> I know it's radio. I know it's radio, but um, you'll have to just trust me on that. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Of course. But um, huge thank you obviously for tuning in um, and that was obviously a great tribute by Ricky um, and I hope that's a good encouragement for people. If you do need help, because that's something I forgot to say at the beginning, yeah. obviously please do and get help if you ever feel like that and uh, all that kind of stuff um, Samaritans and, and people like that um, so as I said this subject matter that's coming up now is really important and I'm pleased to say we have two guests who know exactly what that's about so please give a warm welcome <laughs> and it sounds like we're going to wait for it we should have one of them applause things you know oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like Jeremy Kyle or something we're like yay um, please welcome to the show and then I'll just start screaming at you <laughs> like Jeremy Kyle does but please welcome Kirsty and Donna to the show hi guys hello um, so yeah so you guys are counsellors um, and let me get this right from someone cares is that yeah, correct right. um, yeah so that's and obviously it's to deal with um, survivors of rape and abuse is what I've got written down is that correct yes it is we, um, yeah, we, 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 we do all kinds of abuse for our specialism yes rape and child sex abuse okay great um so obviously as i said as i touched on before you guys came on in the introduction that's obviously um i guess as, as ricky always says a taboo subject but obviously it's really important that we discuss it so um so i guess we'll start with um can we get this right, right? kirsty isn't it that's kirsty right okay and donna right cool um so we'll start with donna then because she's like I, i'm i'm like right on our eye line so I can actually ask her a question you know instead of the monitor being in the way or the, or the microphone so um, can you describe to us what it is that you do then in the organisation I'm the manager of Someone Cares and mm-hmm. what I do I do everything from cleaning the toilets to seeing clients mm-hmm. we're a small organisation um, based in the Medwell area of North Shields although mm-hmm. anyone can come to us if you can get to us we will see you we see people from as far away as Berwick mm-hmm. and Middlesbrough um, and we're quite accessible we're, we're in between two metro stations so we're easy to get to but I pretty much do everything because there's only three staff there's me there's Kirsty and there's Lorna sorry me yeah, Kirsty and Lorna uh-huh. so um we do everything yeah well, that's 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 awesome um how about you um are you in the same are you same position as well yeah I'm deputy manager someone cares um, all right we have 38 councillors who work with us mm-hmm. some are volunteers some we pay on a self-employed basis mm-hmm. but every one of them have the same passion to yeah for what we do. Mm-hmm. So how long has the organisation been going for? It was established in 1989, so wow. next year mm-hmm. would be 30 years. Yeah, I was like, I was, I was like, other oh, listeners going, my math has got terrible. I'm going, how long is that? Like, uh, I'm like, God, it's 2019 nearly already. God. Well, it was May, May 1989, so next month would be a twenty, would be 29 year old. Uh-huh. So how long have you guys worked there? Like between the two? Um, I've been there for seven years. Yeah. I must have been there at eight. We started yeah. as volunteers. And All right, yeah. that's oh, cool. Right, yeah, okay. volunteered for about two years. Each, um, so can you volunteer in the organisation? I'm assuming by that, yes, by the fact you can. Yes, yeah. we do. We rely on volunteers heavily, which is unfortunate. Uh-huh. It would be nice if we could pay everyone, but we can't. Uh-huh. We try our best, but we have some fabulous volunteers mm-hmm. who, like Kirsty <laughs> said, are, are really passionate for what we yeah. do. <laughs> I love, sorry the reason I'm laughing is that like that, I, that's really nice that you say that but I'm like going I've never heard anyone in the interviews we've done quite a lot of shows now where someone goes these volunteers are rubbish but they're the best <laughs> the best we can get um, but no that's that's really nice that I'm, I, you sounded very genuine when you said that it's just it's funny that people go yeah no actually no the volunteers are oh, not very good at all um, but yeah so you are you both paid positions yeah. we are yeah. now alright yeah but, but you, you wouldn't have been when you started yeah. no, but again 
only, yeah. only through grant funding that we, yes. we have to get grant funding. Yeah. Um, if that funding runs out, then we don't get paid. But mm-hmm. That doesn't mean to say we will go anywhere. We'll no, of course, yeah. But I mean, I only say that not because I'm not. I'm, obviously, your desire is definitely there. It comes across just talking to you. Um, but it's just interesting because I've worked as a youth worker before, and yeah, it's like you know you love doing it, but obviously being paid and you know having your like having expenses paid for and stuff like that does make it a lot easier to actually you know to actually do your job um because obviously you know it, money starts being leaked <laughs> quite quickly if you don't have that opportunity so um yeah when you said you you started off as volunteers so were you sort of qualified counselors then or, or is it something that you can volunteers can train up within your organi- organization yeah um we started off as trainee counsel- counselors mm-hmm. um which is um, you're not allowed to be paid when you're a trainee counsellor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we started off in a trainee position and we just stayed on, which many of our volunteers do. They start off as trainees and they, um, they stay on. We take around about five volunteer, uh, sorry, trainee counsellors on at any one time because we would like to look after them and make sure that mm-hmm. they get what they need. Uh-huh. Like you rightly said, it's a very heavy subject with what we work with. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say then on the back of that is the most... You know, obviously, I know confidentiality is important. I'm not asking for a particular example, but I'm just saying in general, from your own personal experiences, like what's the, I kind of know the answer to this, but I guess it's important for people to hear. It's just like, what's the most difficult aspect of doing your job? Is it is it listening to um, people, I'm, I'm assuming, just the subject matter? Or what would you think? The most important thing is, if not difficult, is to make sure you're, okay, you're checking in with yourself. Yes. You're okay. um, but it's... Is it's a privilege? It's, there's no. That, that's a good way of putting it. Anyone's story because they're yeah. giving you their their story and they're yeah. giving you their story. And sometimes we are the first person we've been told about someone's story. They've never shared it with anyone before, mm-hmm. and they come and they give it to us. Mm-hmm. That is a privilege in itself. And it does. It's yes, the subjects are quite heavy, but it's very much rewarding, and mm-hmm. it's something that you feel you feel honoured, don't you? Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, no, yeah. I mean. Um, when I used to be, I worked for a couple of charities for a lot. Well, it was like my first major major job, and the one thing that I get very sort of um, concerned about is that social, like um, the social work industry, I guess, or whatever the right terminology is, or like basically just any caring profession. Um, the 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 sort of uh, the um, I'm trying to think what the the debriefing period, you know, like the the hour after you've done a job or something, like that's the first hour. I remember getting given a bunch of research for this show, and um, the the first thing that that gets cut because of funding is that period of time where you you know you debrief with your other team members because you don't want to like take it home, and I think that's the hardest part. What are you going to say? You but because of confidentiality, we come mm-hmm. you come up with a session with the client and talk about what's going on. Yes, mm-hmm. but every one of our counsellors, including ourselves, have supervision who. We we have a supervisor who we talk to. Yes. And they are the only people we will talk to unless there's a safeguarding. Yeah, of course, yeah. But um, for us to give our stuff what's gone on in a session, we can't just talk to anyone. We yeah. talk to our supervisor only about that. No, that and makes sense. Really Absolutely. We've got a really supportive team as well. I mean, at, when people come in, it, we're very relaxed and very personable we, we don't take ourselves too seriously although we are very professional at what we do we take that very seriously but everything else we sort of just relax and just 
be normal people mm-hmm. and we, we want that vibe all throughout the yeah. people um one of the trainees potential trainees said to us are you the place where um you counsel from someone's living room mm-hmm. because we do actually have like a living room and we have a fish tank and we have nice yeah yeah it's just made like a home well we, we've because as, as, as i just touched on as a program we've had loads and loads of different charities and organizations on this show and i think that's really nice to hear because I think the the benefit that what we found is that and we've been service users before as well is that um having the, the grassroots level means that it's not like overly um indulgent or whatever the right phrase is is that you actually go in and you don't feel intimidated and I think that's the kind of I mean especially with the subject matter we're talking about is that you know if it's something as terrible as rape for example then um you know well I went through a similar time when I when I first bro- broke my own story I was on Radio 4 and the, the interview was conducted over a kitchen table and there was a lot of, <laughs> lot of different um, survivors around because we were talking about trauma and you could hear the birds outside in the background there was really it was a really nice ambience and I think that kind of helped um, people kind of you know come out uh, I, I want to ask you about um, particularly male survivors because I understand you got lottery funding to to sort of explore this more yes, is that right? Yes did two and a half years ago now we, our lottery funding came through mm-hmm. and we recognised what there was a lot of males using our service. We weren't getting any funds for, but we were still seeing the males coming through, and we just recognised there was a need. Yeah, um, it, it stemmed really from a client I worked with who um, suffered greatly at the hands of an abuser, and I just thought it was awful that he had to travel to us around about forty-five minute journey because there was nowhere there was nowhere where he lived the services for male survivors are very very sparse mm-hmm. which is unfortunate and it's I get equal rights and feminism and, and everything like that but it's getting a bit too far that way and mm-hmm. men are being left behind which isn't fair yeah. we're great advocates for, for men and, what, and men's needs especially in this area because it's uh, wrongly assumed that men are the abusers yeah yeah it's not always that way thank you so much for saying that that was one of the questions i was going to ask you because um because that that is often because obviously we get people on uh on the show who um may be an organization with the word women or or man in the title and it's really nice to know that in this particular example that it's not you know um what's the word like inhibited uh inhibited by gender um because yeah um it, it's it's frightening when you read domestic abuse cases and that it isn't as as as, as uh, obvious as like majority you know women are, are being abused or whatever it's uh, you know and and also i mean um you can ask this because you're on the front line as it were the grassroots level is it fair to say as well that i think too many people think of um, abuse in terms of uh, like violence as opposed to verbal because i think verbal is a really under is a really under value like oh not undervalued but you know what i mean like a underappreciated form of abuse do you see what i mean yes, yeah definitely. um we find that um people can come in with violence happen to them but yeah. the hardest thing that for counselors to sort of work with and overcome is is the mental abuse scars yeah. heal you know, mm-hmm. the scars, the, the mental abuse doesn't heal. Yeah. It's really difficult. Mm-hmm. And what we've found even more, and I'm sure you'll agree, Kirstie, is um, the, the, the mental abuse inflicted on people by females is, is, is very, very profound, especially mothers. Mm-hmm. People underestimate how impactful a mother's 
influence is on it. On a Absolutely. <laughs> do you think the trend is shifting then? Um, and if it is, what do you think is behind it? Because I noticed on a national level, for example, uh, the, the recent case of all the footballers, male footballers coming out who were abused back in the 70s and 80s, they feel it's suddenly now empowered to talk about their experiences. What, but what else do you think is behind that? Do you think it's just more... More, more like you guys around who specifically say we, we, I think we cater for that. Because in society now it's a lot more acceptable mm-hmm. uh, for counselling, mm-hmm. and the stigma's not there as much as it yeah. was. And we, we are finding more males are coming mm-hmm. forward, which that's what we want. That's what yeah. We, mm. That's what was what target was from the lot, the big lottery funding mm. to get more males to come forward, and it seems to be working because it's in the media now. It's yeah. okay to say. I'm not okay. Yeah. It's okay to say I need some support. And I think we are trying our best to promote that as much as we can and just say, you know, we are there and whether you're male or female. It kind of breaks down that kind of man up thing. I was just thinking that, yeah. Yeah. Because I think what I find interesting and I think because it's such a complex problem um, and I think it's because you are like the... Because we were talking about prevention before you guys came on and I think it's like that you you are the um you are sort of the the last resort in a way kind of kind of thing whereas prevention is that if we can reach a point where we can talk about it before it gets to that level and 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 that would be far more far more beneficial because i think i think the one, what i'm getting at is people don't realize that the thing of the it, it loads of stuff happened before they get to you and it's like signpost and everything and, and being aware of like oh actually i shouldn't do that mm-hmm. i'm sorry i just did the mic there but um yeah it's it, it's it's a fa- that, that's why it's an interesting subject matter and it reinforces that it should be talked about like we are doing now um yeah prevention is a strange thing because of the tabooness of the subject yeah but pussyfoot around it for yeah, a yeah. word and um, we, we've just been discussing um, in the office this week consent and how that works and mm. um, what's the point in teaching a female what consent is when males don't have the understanding yeah, of yeah. consent and how that works yeah, yeah. and that, that's more to do with being invited to do a presentation to females only which yeah. we were like double standards yeah. yeah men get abused too and men need to know what consent is just as much as females because if they don't know the laws on consent they're going to get themselves into trouble as well mm. so it, it's it's a funny subject because again it's very taboo i remember there was a comedian who made like a very like sort of interesting joke but it was like the underpinning of it was actually a really interesting point it's about double standards that he says if a because it's all about like a, um I mean, because we talked about this was a while ago where the Harvey Weinstein thing came out, you know, and the abuse of power, essentially. And I find it interesting, and I think it's a good thing for maybe the listeners to think about, because I thought about this at the time. It's a comedian made a joke where he goes, isn't it interesting that, like, a person... It was more just an observation, but he was being jokey about it. But he goes, isn't it interesting that, like, if a teacher um, sleeps with a, a, a student who's underage, and it's a woman... Um, it's a woman teacher and a and a and a and a um, male boy. That seems in society less bad than a male teacher with a young girl. And I don't quite. And it's and it, it's also perceived as that it's less of a big deal for both parties. Whereas I just think, hmm, is it is it a double standard that we're okay with? Because that is clearly a double standard of like you know it's still wrong. <laughs> like that's the thing that I don't get about it. It, it may be a double standard that's uh, it's questionable. But the whole point of the comedian goes, isn't it still wrong? And I'm like, yeah, kind of is, yeah. But it's just not not looked at the same way for whatever reason. And that's why it's interesting with domestic abuse and everything else is that. It is looked at differently because 
just because it happens more often doesn't mean it doesn't happen in other areas, which I think is the the, the key point there. Um, anything else to add, Ricky? Um, I was going to ask because um, another thing that's in the national conversation um, is about having counselors in schools, and you you guys have counselors in high oh, school. Good is that point. Right? Yeah. Um, but I, I was of the because because it, it sort of went on further because it's you know we were talking about you know middle or, or primary school should they have such people in? My argument would be yes. Because when you, I guess, when you consider things like cyberbullying, it, it can happen quite mm-hmm. young, and you know, social media sort of everywhere now. You can't avoid. What's your, what, what are your opinions on that? We we are actually in um, six high schools in North mm-hmm. Jersey at the moment, and one middle school. Right. That is something we would like to expand, and yeah. um, thankfully, because of the our police and crime commissioner, we can carry on this for another year mm-hmm. because she's refunding us again. Brilliant. And. Um, we would like to, to get into more high schools. It is really mm-hmm. all, all middle schools. Mm-hmm. With the younger people, it's, it's a different kind of counselling. It's more play therapy. Mm-hmm. That's something. That's not what we do at the moment. It's not something we won't do. It's something we will look at in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it is, it's, always in, it's always there. There's always a need. Yeah. But we can say there is a need, and we will try our best to mm-hmm. fill as many needs as we can. Yeah, and it's definitely about getting there before it's too late. It's about yeah. prevention. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure that mm-hmm. these people have someone to talk to before it gets too late. <laughs> so I feel like it's like, a, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to be like one of them religious people that goes, praise it, sister. Like, <laughs> I'm so with you. Yeah, like, like hallelujah and all that kind of thing. Because um, um, we want to have the word prevention in light. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. We have one word, prevention. Yeah. 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 But um, in all seriousness, that like, because I preach this on the show all the time till I'm blue in the face of the, um, I do not understand why, because obviously we do a mental health show, is why mental health is not thought of before like university like for the majority of the majority of cases like you know i never understood in my story i never even understood what depression meant until i had it um so that so the idea of that we always argue you know because we were talk. it's interesting because we've just talked about it like physical abuse versus mental abuse whereas yet you know about consent we are more than willing to let children know about, quite understandably, about about sex and having sex education. But the mental aspect of having sex is not discussed. It's still, you know, it's all this, the decision-making process is never understood. It's always done in a physical way. And I just think, we argue it should be side by side. You should treat, you should talk about mental health issues or stuff that might affect you just as much as what would happen if you were in a physical situation. Um makes no sense getting back to what you said about yeah. why is counselling not done earlier yeah. I think again it's children are still being seen and not heard uh-huh. unfortunately yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's about asking adults make the assumption that children understand what we're talking about or children mm-hmm. you know haven't got a valid point to make and it's given and you give a child it's 50 minutes not even a full hour of time to say what they want to say it's so beneficial an opportunity to yeah speak their mind yeah mm-hmm. um um so how can people because um we're obviously need to wrap this up for ads because i've been told to play something at half an hour uh, at half past so um i'm a little bit over but it's fine um it's just to let people know about how to access your stuff um it's very accessible we are on facebook and twitter if people don't want to phone up um they can call us we've got a website we um so what's the website called? www.someonecares.org.uk Great. And that's got all the information on, obviously. Because, I mean, if people yeah. are listening to this on the internet, for example, they can just yeah. uh, yeah, Google. Yeah, have got some fabulous little um, 
digital stories. Digital stories of great. From service users and they're great and they really mm-hmm. get across what we do in two and a half minutes. Yeah, I was going to ask because you just touched on it there because I'm guessing, I was thinking if I was in the mindset of needing your help, can it be anonymous? As in, can how can you can you can you can you ring someone and not reveal who you are and just say I need help or something? I'm just, obviously they're gonna have to reveal themselves at some point, but I'm just saying at the beginning. Oh no, give her the first name. And yeah. Involve themselves in for appointment. Yeah. And when they come along, share what they want to share. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, I'm just thinking in terms of you know because what Ricky said was good with cyberbullying is that if you might not want to post something somewhere, is that you know there's ways around it. I guess. We've had people come in and just give us the first name and the area they live in, and that's as much mm-hmm. information as they give. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, that makes total sense. That's good because obviously, you know, it, 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 the, the, uh, as we say, it, it, one of the cliches that I think are true is that the first step is the most important step. So just going there is is half the battle. So I'm just saying for the benefit of what makes them comfortable going, and it sounds like he's doing a great job. So keep up the good work, um, and he's welcome Happy back anytime. In and please yeah. come in again sometime. That was really yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So thank you so much to our guests. We're going to take a quick break now. We're going to play some ads and then we're going to play a song after that and then we'll be back for me and Ricky to talk a little bit more. Um, we'll kind of catch up because we've never got a chance to do that because um, I'll talk about my ASA and other things right after this. But you're listening to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. For the community, by the community. Spice FM 98.8 FM. Mosaram Samain. Guzushta Saal. Hamaap ke liye deeds for Syria lekar aay thay. Is Saal, inshallah. हम डेट्स फॉर सीरिया फलस्तीन और पाकिस्तान लेकर आ रहे हैं एक किलो खजूर की कीमत सिर्फ 10 पाउंड रखी गई है तमाम मुनाफा आपकी पसंद की हुई चैरिटी को जाएगा ऑर्डर के लिए टेलीफोन नंबर 07522976002 पर رابطہ कीजिए आपका ऑर्डर इंशाल्लाह ماہ رمضان سے پہلے آپ کو موصول ہو جائے گا مزید معلومات کے لیے ہماری ویب سائٹ www.thedateproject.com पर رابطہ کیجئے شکریہ Welcome to your community announcement answer machine To broadcast your community announcement on Spice FM free of charge call 0191273988 Select option 3 and record your message No more messages محترم خواتین و حضرات رمضان المبارک کے بابرکت مہینے میں سپائس ایف ایم ریڈیو نے اپنی خصوصی نشریات کا اہتمام کیا ہے ہر روز پیش کی جانے والی ازانوں رمضان سپیشل پروگرام کی سپانسرشپ اور اپنے کاروباری اشتہارات کے لیے टेलीफोन नंबर 07917678413 पर رابطہ कीजिए या ईमेल कीजिए advertise@spicefm.co.uk Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> Then you need vibrant radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM.
there with need you tonight welcome back to mentally sound right here on spice fm 98.8 fm um and it i was just thinking uh, <laughs> i'll actually reveal this is totally true is that i actually um asked ricky how to say that because as a dyslexic person that is the worst band name mm-hmm. uh, for me because i'm going i n k s what's that mean <laughs> like and i was like taking me forever to read it on the screen so like uh, ricky had to help me with that um but yeah so that was really really fun and a really really great interview huge thank you to kirsty dobson and donna loudon for being on today's show that was really an interesting interview mm. um and i say very... like you know when we mm. this whole thing of taboo because mm-hmm. i don't think we've discussed male survive male sort of survivors and yeah no no yeah yeah, yeah so I'm glad we covered that yeah I'm so pleased you said that because it was going to be something I'd bring up because it's, it's a, it is an obvious thing because you know it's the, 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 the taboo thing basically to talk about males in that situation mm-hmm. but you know there is such a thing as a male being raped and you I know think, all I that think, kind of um, thing I the, think the recent case of the, the footballers um, yeah it, it kind of broke the ceiling into yeah. like male I know there's a lot of different scandals going on at the same time that's, that, that, that's been brought to light now but yeah 
I mean, these guys are in their, like, you know, 40s, 50s, and they feel only now that they can sort of feel empowered to talk about it because they're... Um, yeah, it, it's about, as as I think um, Kirsty alluded to, the more we're talking about it, it, it kind of opens the door, doesn't it? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, continue talking about it. Let's. Um, yeah, because uh, uh, I've talked about this on the show before, but being a huge basketball fan, it was a few years ago where uh, uh, um, an NBA player came out as gay and um that was like huge news oh, at the really? time okay. um yeah he's called he's called jared collins mm-hmm. and he was not like a, a you know like a, a superstar player mm-hmm. but he was like a center and he played on a bunch of teams like he just had like one one year deals at teams and he was he was like a good rebounder um he was decent he was he was decent obviously if you end up in an nba team you're not shabby so but he wasn't like a a, a will be not that that matters but he announced he wasn't actually with a team at the time, but he was still active in the sense that he'd just been waived by a team, is what they call it in America, mm-hmm. where they they just he's not got a contract, so he gets waived by the team, mm-hmm. um, like a free transfer. Mm-hmm. And so he was waiting to be picked up by a team, and he announced that he was gay. And um, Charles Barkley, who's one of the most famous um, ex-players who's now an analyst, yeah. um, he came out and said something which I thought was fascinating, was he said... Everybody in the NBA probably at one point in time has played with a gay player and they know that he's gay. It well, just it's isn't, interesting uh, to say that in, in our sports, in mm. our culture, I mean, different sports, have, there have been uh, individuals that have come out, but our, our yeah. biggest, most celebrated, most popular sport, football, yeah. uh, no one within the top league has, has come out yet. There is a, an, under, an undercurrent of sort of belief that, that they are likely to have gay players, but they're not willing to be brave enough to or feel that they're brave enough to actually admit it yet because yeah. of the backlash that might potentially No, absolutely. Be. I mean, it's it, it, it's based on the whole uh, subject matter that we just talked about is that it's taboo for a, mm-hmm. a, a male person, a male mm-hmm. uh, to to talk about things like emotionally or admit certain things that like one through um, in, in sports being, you know, a lot regarded as, a lot of sports are regarded as manly mm-hmm. uh, sports. It's a bit like, how can you be that way and be in the sport or something? That, the that's discriminatory. You say that it's like um, yeah. rugby. You take take a sport like rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's very prominent people within that sport who've come out as gay. Yeah, yeah. That might be seen as a more manly game, a more rough and tumble type game. Yeah. Of football is well. Yeah, sexuality shouldn't matter ultimately. Whatever it is that you do. Yeah, of you course. Know? But it but it's because it's contact in it. Because uh, the one I know who you're on about because the one that, that I remember being the most prominent one was Gareth Edwards, wasn't yeah. it? Was it Gareth Edwards, the Welsh guy? Um, who's, who was <laughs> really good? Brilliant, actually. Really he's good. Produced a lot of great documentaries. Yeah. T- talking about his journey and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, should, it doesn't matter ultimately. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. But yeah. It's because still has that kind of um, bubble around it, which you know, once we. Um, well, the discriminatory aspect is is that if they look at it as a team game or something like that, is that they just they the, the 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 discriminatory aspect is that they think that you're going to be if you're gay that you fancy everybody. That's yeah. the thing that most. That's the thing that most. Mm. Uh, discriminatory people course, towards yeah. sexuality that yeah. I've seen, or oh, it's the same with lesbians as they're all oh, you're just going to make out with all your friends, and it's it's just, it's that that's the ignorance, uh-huh. you know, taboo aspect of it, um, that I think is what leads people to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. revealing that because they mm-hmm. think that that's all that's going to be 
um, thrown at them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's another thing for for bullies to hurl abuse at them. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so it's up to them ultimately. You know, you you shouldn't shame somebody into revealing themselves. It's like that whole thing with Kevin Spacey, is that he announced himself as gay, and everyone kind of looked it out as that he was using it to get out of the fact that he had um, abused people. Well, that <laughs> By was the a, way, that I'm was gay. a strange tweet, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. To announce announce his, <laughs> announce his um. <clears throat> his homosexuality in the same tweet talking about abuse I know a bit, yeah. that was really yeah. really bizarre yeah. like I think it was like people took that as in he was ex- he was wanting sympathy mm-hmm. and as people quite, there was gay people who came out which I thought was a really really valid point mm-hmm. and said um, uh, why do you need sympathy for something you are Yeah. and so even if that's not, even if that's ha- if not, not how he meant it why ha- why do it that way mm-hmm. um so that was a really good point because it's not even if he's wanting sympathy for his abuse mm-hmm. for the abuse and the situation he finds himself in why make it about sympathy yeah. about sexuality which i thought was a fantastically valid point mm-hmm. um anywho so as we were saying we've got about 10 minutes before we hit the hour mark and then we're going to either do mental health news we're waiting for um chris rollins from the uh, hadrian school um to come in um, might be about one o'clock or quarter past one. It all depends roughly what time you get here. So we might do mental health news at normal time. Might do a little bit later, but that's totally fine. So yeah. So um, in ter- as as we were, we never had a chance really to sort of catch up, Mickey and I, because obviously we had our guests on uh, pretty pretty quickly. So as I was mentioning about ESA, and then um, we'll, I'll throw it to Ricky if he wants to talk about anything. But um, yeah. So I get ESA because um, with having bipolar disorder, and it was up for renewal. I think I talked about this a month ago. And I got my assessment forms a couple of days ago. Oh, there, speak of the devil. Um, our guest has arrived. And he just walks in. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Take a seat. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so um, as I said, my papers came in. So I've got my assessment on the 14th right. um, of, of May. So that should be the next, by the next, uh, af- after the next show. So um, so that I'm not surprised. So my my point about the ESA is that I'm not surprised because yeah. um, there's nobody who gets it renewed without being assessed. So, um, so that's the that's the situation with that. So, um, and in terms of my mom, because obviously I've talked about her frequently, um, on the show, is that basically, um, uh, we've seen she's finally got a change for a laxative because she gets a laxative for her Parkinson's, and that seems to be doing really well. So I'm really pleased with that because that's something we've been trying to pest them for a while. Um, I've been nothing but on the phone to complain about the fact that some prescription, because she was supposed to get an extra tablet to help with her Parkinson's, and that's not um, happened. But I got a phone call on Wednesday to say that it should be ready either today or Monday. So that's made me feel a lot better about the situation. And my mom had a really, really good day yesterday. Mm. She was really... Um, upbeat and you know she actually like did a lot of things by herself um, so I do think a lot of it to, a lot of it is to do with I wanted to say this about depression and I'll, I'll throw it to you is that that's because I want to know what you think but to, to pr- what I've been what I've been sort of preaching to my mom about depression is that um, it's 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 the guilt you feel about not being a hundred percent well that makes you do too much too soon so what I mean is is that my mom like when she feels sad like goes like forces herself to get up which could be a good thing but then like tries to do a regular day life as if she's normal as if she feels okay Mm -hmm. and i've been trying to explain to her like if you only should do what you feel capable of doing Mm -hmm. and because she she gets herself overtired by trying to like do a million things because she thinks because but it's understandable because my mom's way of dealing with things is to be busy herself like with us like but with us not being there she just focuses on the house too much a side effect thing from the meds uh, you think or... mm, 
I don't know. Um, no, I just think it's. I, I, I do think it's. It's just. Uh, to be frank, I think um, that it's it's years of not dealing with mental health issues is that she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And since I left, yeah. and she's got no distractions, it's like I've got all these emotions, and I've got, and I can't get rid of them mm-hmm. externally. Mm-hmm. And that is where people are forced to look internally and yeah. figure out ways to be okay with themselves. And that's like, I, 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 I said this to, to Gary Pollard when they interviewed me for this documentary, uh, potentially being this documentary yesterday. And I went, I feel really, I, I've talked said this before on the show, I feel really fortunate that I was able to find out what was wrong with me early enough. Mm-hmm. Because the, the advantage of that is I can, um, I, I, I can, I know how I feel and how to approach it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do, do you look at your um, your your sort of experiences as a catalyst for like dealing with things? Do you think like like do you feel like sort of for, I, I know like it's a really twisted logic to say fortunate, but do you know what I mean? As in like knowing what you have and how to deal with it does that oh, help your situation? I mean, I I always mm-hmm. say to people that once I got my um, uh, diagnosis of post traumatic stress disorder, it was it was like brilliant which is a weird thing to say but at least at least i got to know that i wasn't abnormal that i wasn't alone in this and it is actually quite common and now i could study it i can know how to where to get help because for years and years and years and this was my diagnosis came in my early 20s right after i graduated from university um but for years you know like the conversation we having before about you know having to go through high school you know with the counselors we had before i mean not it would have been it's such an advantage if I had that kind of preventative help back then, mm-hmm. which is why I really advocate having counsellors at schools, um, yeah, because they can help in that. I think I would. I also say the same thing now that I would hate to be a teen nowadays in some in some ways because the pressure of social media, which leads to things like you know like body image and all that stuff oh, that comes along with it. You know, I mean, what, what's your take on? Because this is obviously a really topical matter, and I've been sort of getting. Um, dare I say annoyed with my girlfriend for keep bringing it up is um, oh, the, the royal the royal ba- the royal oh, the royal baby um uh. that they finally revealed the name and she's all like on tender hooks go and I can't like and I'm like oh Jesus I, I'm like all it's all I'm I'm all great I'm all happy for them and everything but it's like all this like when's the name gonna be revealed when's the name gonna be revealed I'm like like 99% of other kids that aren't yours you just go like you're not on tender who's going I can't live my life until I know what the name of this baby is and you don't even know them like I mean I don't know but it's just I'm not bothered about the royal family at all um you know what, that, I used, that's I used, my I used to think, problem with I used, that i used to think train spotters were sad yeah, exactly. but now now i have a, a, a whole-hearted newfound respect for them because oh, when I she really... found when 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 my girlfriend found out she texted me like literally the second oh, really? it got revealed like oh my god the name is and i'm like I, I just don't care my mum my used to be a <laughs> my mum was it used to be a royalist she she was whole big and all that sort of charles and diana thing she's mm-hmm. still her knitting box at the moment still got a Charles and Diana, like that tin <laughs> box thing. But I think over the years she's become a bit. Ugh, well, are they really all that? Yeah. Should I really kind of channel all my energies? But into it's like, um, do you know that uh, we also watched a documentary about the wedding coming up and the royal wedding, and they revealed in that documentary that they're spending twenty million on it, and right. I'm going. That's like technically taxpayers' money. There was Twenty a, million on. Do you know that program? I, I tweeted about it yesterday. Do you know that that Sky News debate show called the Pledge? Yeah. Really, oh yeah, yeah. I was I was channel flicking last night and and, mm-hmm. and I caught about two minutes of that and 
I won't name the names, but someone was going on about why is Meghan Markle only inviting two members of her own family and she's oh, getting all uppity about it. And I was thinking, a, well, apparently what, she's not a, right. what business of yours? And B, why should you care? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, move on. I don't you know. know. But, like, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not anti-monitor. I'm not pro. I'm not anti. I mean, let them get on with it. I, I like the fact that they're, they're more engaged, this generation. And I know that the, um, William especially is doing stuff towards, like... Um, uh, mental health, you know, trying to raise awareness from Yeah, I'm not saying they don't do nice school, things. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't do nice mm-hmm. things because they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying in terms of people who just like their life gets still whenever they yeah. do something or yeah. something gets revealed. And what you said about the 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 what's her name? Megan, isn't it? Megan, 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 pounded by that on the internet and i don't even like look at new stuff but constantly like she's not inviting our dad to the wedding or something and i'm like oh, there's got to be a reason like and if you don't know what it is like what's the point yeah. like who cares like you know it's like is it going to be news like i mean very regular one thing i learned that, about uh, the royal family they're just as dysfunctional as the rest of us yes yeah, exactly you know I mean? yeah that, that and i mean it's like it's like exactly that's a really good point that's it's like they're beyond any normal problems yeah you know people fall yeah. out with their parents it yeah. doesn't matter if you're upper class yeah. whatever it is like you know that that can happen just you know in any form of life like that's what i find very that's what society promotes at the minute is this idea of that if you have all the money in the world that you just you've got the, there's no issues yet there's millionaires who top themselves like like yeah. that you know it money money provides opportunity and a safe zone to deal with your stuff but it doesn't make stuff just go away i mean the main um, advantage you get i suppose is yeah. any any kind of Healthcare provisions, you, you can get instant access. You know, yeah, yeah. yes, that, exactly. You know. Money provides the, the the what you need. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what I said to me mom about like, you know, it's a good segue because it was my mom about the counselling, and I was saying, you know, it's fifteen months now waiting period if you go on it now because it's just fifteen huge, months. Now, 50, yeah, it's went up, wow. went up. Yeah. Um, my friend was telling me the other day, um, that they got quoted fifteen months. And, um, which is not surprising because, you know, if you do put, like, if you're on the NHS and you push for a counselling, that's what they'll say because of the huge, huge demand. That's why they prefer you be on antidepressants because that's a solution to you coming to them. Um, but my mom's in a fortunate position with having a pension and, you know, she's got um, allowances and stuff, is that she can afford mm-hmm. to go to a private one mm-hmm. if she shows, if she so, so chooses to. Mm-hmm. So I was, tr- I, I, I actually got through, well, that's a good bit of, because we'll take a, a break now and then we'll um we'll chris because chris is very kindly waiting is um yeah is i got the opportunity to convey that to my mom by going if you went to the if you went to the gp and the nhs was budgeted properly and had all the money in the world they would offer you therapy because that's the best way of dealing with what you've got so if that's i'm telling you if you trust that i'm telling you the truth in that sense mm-hmm. you have the money to do what the nhs can't yeah. so and when i phrased it to her that way she went i see what you mean mm-hmm. um because she keeps wanting to mention antidepressants and there was a situation actually and maybe we'll talk about this after uh, uh, towards the end of the show but um my mom had a really really bad depressed episode and rang emergency ho- uh, helpline and got a G- okay. and an on-call GP came to see her okay. didn't look at her notes okay. and just subscribed her antidepressants really yeah so wow. we really really panicked 
okay. and rang like her mental health team who looks after her and they were like well we can't if she decides she wants to take did she them, bring this number before before contacting you yeah she then went don't worry i've taken care of it and okay. i went what do you mean and she went well there's someone coming to see her so i assumed do you she think meant, she would have been aware that you and others would have said no don't do that uh, it's it's this whole thing that I, I went through it as a depressed person where you go you, you look around and go people, don't you? You, 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 you're not doing enough yeah. you're not yeah. doing enough and yeah. when they hear oh you're i'll help you mind, yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and when you hear someone else go i'll help you yeah. they like i get annoyed sometimes because my mom goes I, I say this lovingly because obviously i love my man dearly but i'm telling you the truth because it's good for people who are yeah. listening to hear this yeah. is i get annoyed but it's part of what a depressed person goes through is that my mom goes see I, i'll call my friend because she'll understand <laughs> and i just go yeah. because her friend very lovely lovely friend and help, helps her practically yeah. but she's a very negative person so i try like to say it to my mom like try to discourage her from saying that too often because a friend is very much like oh yeah it's awful isn't it yeah people really don't do enough for you do they and i'm like you really don't want people like that yeah. around a depressed person there's friends and then there's um, like other yeah. friends who kind of so go, she, go along with what you if say, she supports yeah. her in the sense of she brings her bread and 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 it gives her, makes her a cup of tea which yeah. is done like that's nice yeah. but when they sit there and grovel in their own like negative thoughts then that's really not useful yeah. it's always good to have positive people around you when you're depressed so so i'm always like you've done really well <laughs> like you've done really good this far and i know we talked quickly about she was is she gonna get bereavement counseling you were saying is that something she, she did as i talked about she did it for three weeks and then went i'm cured oh, really? <laughs> so um so that's what i'm saying about i feel like i've hit something because yeah. i'm gonna uh, i'm pushing and she's agreed tentatively i'm gonna get loads of profiles of counselors and ones that go to her so i think the problem was taking us to somewhere i think if they yeah. come and see her in the house i think that's going to be better anyway. the best one there, yeah so very okay so we're going to take a break now because chris is very kindly waiting so we'll be back in a few minutes with our next guest chris rollins from uh hadrian school to talk about um the, obviously the, the huge topic that happened to them and other stuff uh, right after this so you're listening to mentally sound right here on spice fm it's red hot radio spice fm 98.8 fm What we need to survive together
Welcome back to Mentally Sound uh, right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM and that was Angela Lansbury with Evan and Ivory. <laughs> Anyone who listen, used to w- listen, uh, watch the great Craig Ferguson will get what I'm on about. I don't know what you're um, about, so. is, um, uh, I'm a huge fan of Craig Ferguson and any time he used to mention Paul McCartney he used to put a picture up of Angela Lansbury because they look really similar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you Honestly, if you watch, what, could take a picture of Angela, Angela Lansbury um, and uh, Paul McCartney they look really I, similar. I just can't see it um, right now. It's oh, great. Are we talking about Murder, She Wrote? Yes, correct, yeah. Right. The well, really I did taught, watch really, um, yeah. the, the Michael Keane in space episode. Yeah, oh, that's that, great. That, yeah. that was funny. That was yeah. funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ma- Michael Keane in space. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Anyway, so I highly. It's all on YouTube. Um, feel free to have a, a gander at that. It's really funny. Um, anyway, um, huge thank you for obviously tuning in. Uh, as as we just mentioned. Um, we weren't sure what time Chris was going to be here, who is our guest who's waiting right now, um, but he's here now, obviously, so um, we'll do mental health news um, in about half an hour's time, yeah. um, somewhere towards the end, so we'll, me and Ricky will talk about um, the news since we've been off the last two weeks, because it's yeah. different, because it's our first <laughs> two-week show, um, but I'd like to welcome Chris Rollins from Hadrian School to the show. Hello, sir. Afternoon. Nice Afternoon to, to you. Yeah, that's very polite. Huh? Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, so, um, how are you, first of all? Good, really good. Yeah, busy week uh, mm-hmm. as ever, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling fine. How are you yeah. two? We're all right. We're just glad to have you with us. We uh, feel doing a mental health show. It's nice to ask how people are. Very polite. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, manners are an important thing. Yeah, they are. Um, but yeah, obviously, as you said, really, really busy. Um, I think we'll get this out of the way now because obviously, you know, the big the, the, you were. Your school was part of the news uh, for a, 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 a last week or so, or to a couple of weeks at least. Corner, yeah. um, it was so actually breaking on, a, on yeah, the way down yeah, to the exactly, last yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we, we, we actually, yeah, to fill Chris in, we actually touched on it um, as it was happening. Yeah, the guest got, yeah. Uh, who was part of a, the Keel, Keelman's school, you might know it in heaven. Yeah, in South Shields. Yes. Actually, yeah, she, 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 was, she was a worker there and she, she sort of, we talked 
briefly you're like wow this this is really happening and uh, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah um so so for the benefit of the listeners so we know what we're, you're talking we're talking about can you fill us in about what happened um, yeah, um, yeah. As you say, the benefit of your listeners, we're uh, Hadrian Schools, a school for children with additional needs. So mm-hmm. we have young young people from the age of three to eleven. Um, we're a specialist school for the entire city of Newcastle. So mm-hmm. children come to us from the the east end, the west end, the north of the city, etc. You're based from um, around the corner. Aren't you? We're local. We are we are local in the west end, mm-hmm. uh, just in in Benwell yep. and behind Pendower Hall. Mm-hmm. Yep. The school been there about 18 years but the the, the, the building we're in has been, been there for a generation yeah. and it's interesting for again people in the West End that Pendower Hall site it's had, it's had a connection with people with disabilities for over yeah. 100 years yeah. now yeah. and it was an open air school and yeah. a school for physical disabilities and uh-huh. now a school for learning disabilities so we're yeah. very mm-hmm. much part of the community and over the, the Easter break we, we had um, four teenage boys that we now know uh, of who uh, came on site and smashed the minibus, smashed the windscreen wow. and side windows mm. and broke into the, the storage sheds and then found paints and chalks and crayons and graffitied all over the site and sprayed paint all over all over the site. Um, wow. Kind of on the, not just the play equipment, but we have a Pendela column, which is a tribute to this West End group as well. And using discriminatory using, language, yeah. Yeah, that was that was the 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 bit uh, that, the that, that we one. we uh, really took offence to because we we've had even in the last two years we've had a, a number of incidents on site where again some of your listeners will remember we had a, a Roman dwelling that we built to commemorate one of our teachers who sadly died uh, oh, okay. at uh, Low Force in mm-hmm. um, yeah in, in High Force. Uh, who was um, you know much loved member of our community, and his vision was to actually build this sort of Roman dwelling that would be similar to what would have been on site at the time of Conicum Fort, mm-hmm. and they came on site and they torched it to the ground. Oh. We had the chicken stolen three times. We had equipment, you know, damage that cost thousands of pounds. Mm-hmm. So not oh. that we're ever used to vandalism, but the difference yeah. here, as you, yeah. as you as you say, is the nature of the graffiti that was written mm-hmm. on the actual school signage and on the what they call the soft paw, the play surface area, yeah, yeah. was absolutely um, well again, scandalous word, yeah. Yeah. scandalous I guess, yeah. whatever the right word is pre-watershed, yeah, because he'd want to say more the use, yeah. the use of the C word that's, yes. that's, that's the oh, I see. That's, yeah, you can that's, say that's, that. the, yeah. that's the thing so yeah. describing our youngsters as disabled C's yeah. and, and, and their mothers being disabled C's and yeah. you know, etc not just once or twice, but all over, and then drawing phallic symbols all over. But the, the say the terminology used was well described by Northumbria police as a hate crime. Yeah, and and it shocked us because mm-hmm. whether you're a teenager or not, you you know who you're talking about. They knew they were on a, a school for children with additional mm-hmm. needs. They knew yeah. they were talking about people with disabilities, and they chose to describe them. In that graphic terminology, which we we frankly couldn't get our heads around, yeah, mm-hmm. and and there was a tag there which apparently is the Scots with Mad Dogs. Um, the police don't take much hold to that because they believe that that tags everywhere in the city. Um, so yeah. people initially were saying, well, it could have been the Scotswood boys coming on the Benwell site and, and trying to have a bit of uh, payback. 
in that gang culture. But yeah. even so, you, you, you wouldn't stoop so low as to use that, that language. You know, the locals would say Chan, you know, mm-hmm. the jolly word for you can't get lower than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worse than Shan. It, 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 it's, it's despicable. And, and the yeah. parents of our children were in tears. Yeah. Uh, as were many of our staff in the community because we literally, as I say, couldn't get into the mind of the people that did it. Yeah. I'm trying to think, what are you getting out of this? Yes, you're destroying mm-hmm. equipment and a minibus, etc. But what are you getting out feeling, I don't know, superior in, in describing somebody who has a disadvantage or a disability as, as the C word? Yeah. Kind of get our heads around it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, there's so many follow-up things to, to say about that because um, we talked about this with, it was a Keel, would you say Keelman, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the lady from there. Um, and it, 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 it baffles the mind, but do you think it leads to, I guess I'll ask you this directly, do you think it leads to the only way we could come up with anyone who has any, that level of discriminatory feelings towards someone with special needs is that, is it, it, do you think it's coming from their parents? It, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is that, cause as you quite rightly just eloquently said, I can't fathom an idea where they're not like they wouldn't be sitting around with a bonfire with with other people going like pointing at pointing at the school going isn't that a disgrace? Yeah. It's got to come from a member of, of someone who's an influence well, in their life. It, it, you know, in, in in this day and age, the the work in schools is exemplary around disability awareness. Yeah, and exactly. And equality. And yeah. Schools do a lot of work around same and different. And that's around, as you guys will know, race and religion and yeah. ethnicity and disability. They they they're educated in in school about yeah the, the the effects of disability. They live in a society that has children in need and metro radio campaigns and whatever all yeah. about disability. They they know that this group of young people or adults are, are in our community and, and have these needs. So I think you're right that the language is coming from the home environment. The it must language be, yeah. is, is coming from them hearing that described and and, and con, you know condemned mm-hmm. or whatever the, the 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 words are in in the home environment. And our our wish, and uh, we said this in the Thumbia Police, is that were they to identify the the, the young people uh, involved, is to actually bring them into school and introduce them to our children. Yeah. And to actually say. This is who you're describing. This this young man here, who's a three limb amputee, who's a wheelchair user, who has had more operations than you, you, you could believe, and still comes to school every day with a smile, is, is who you were describing as a disabled seed. Yeah. What would you like to say to him? That yeah, yeah. You know, um, and and the number of youngsters we've got who've got life limiting conditions who who won't survive beyond primary education, and their life is precious to us and their families to then again say to them is that the lasting memory you want those parents to to, to have of their child that, that your description do you think such people birth? can be rehabilitated in such a way then? i do i do uh, because i think i think the power of actually meeting our children and and actually encountering what we're about would would be a a, a lesson well taught for life mm-hmm. and i think they would yeah. be shamed into accepting that their behaviour was totally, you know, unforgivable in, mm. that, in that respect. Mm. And I think it, 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 it would hopefully um, give them that, that message to, to bring up their children differently mm. to the way they're being brought up. Yeah. yeah. 
I totally agree. So because they're young, I suppose they've still got half a chance of having yeah. their views turned around. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, we wouldn't give up on them. The, yeah. the, the, the interesting thing, again, from our point of view, because we're, we're teachers, we're educators, we work mm. with young people who've got emotional behavioural difficulties, who, who've got mental health issues themselves. Yeah. yeah. Our experience is those youngsters are some of the most kind and caring towards our children because... From their point of view, mm-hmm. they can see that some of our youngsters are, in a sense, worse off than they are. Yeah. And they can see then, from their point of view, they've got something to give and, and their confidence and self-esteem grows because they're they're in a position then to give back. Yeah. I, I'm not so sure the group that's done this are actually in that category either. I think, I think these children, young people, are, you know, uh, without any learning difficulties... But in a sense, without morals, without yeah. it stems any, from any, yeah. any compass of what's right yeah. or wrong. Yeah. A lot of it comes from fear as well, because um, such behaviour, fear kind of what drives that kind of behaviour. But, but then the fear, you, you, I imagine you suggesting is kind of the unknown, mm, uh, and, exactly. and, and, and the fact that they may be not encountering these people uh, regularly, but I would su- suggest they are. You know, you look at our society now, the youngsters who are in the specialist schools are part of our community. You yeah. you meet them in Newcastle mm-hmm. and the Metro Centre and clubs and whatever. There, mm-hmm. There's a big number of those youngsters mm-hmm. now sitting in mainstream schools and, and and succeeding in mainstream schools, which is which is how it should be. Yeah. So uh, I I don't think it's ignorance in terms of fear or, or you know lack of understanding. I think it's it is as I'm saying. A lack of a moral compass. Uh, 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 you've crossed the line here. Mm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you you really need to be held account for your views, yeah. yep. to be challenged, and and to to sort of some retribution. For, for that. I think all the authorities. All the authorities and police now. Do they accept such cases are a hate crime against disability? That's exactly their labelling of this crime. And as I say, the Thumbia police feel that they actually do know who's committed Mm. the crime, but they don't have the actual evidence to to say that with any certainty. Mm. What what they're working on is the the word of mouth, because I think the the feedback from the street has been so appalled at Mm. what's happened that people have opened up and, and, yeah. and named various names yeah. of people that it might well be. Mm-hmm. I can't say with any confidence exactly who that is because yeah. the Columbia Police haven't haven't mm-hmm. divulged that to us. But mm-hmm. if there's a time in the future where they actually can identify and, and prosecute or whatever, but invite those children into our school, that's what yeah. that's what we would like okay. to do. And, and their parents, if possible. Yeah, because I think that's, that seems yeah. to me to be where it's coming from. Because the other the other scenario that I'm thinking about is that um, that they feel that they're getting like they're getting left behind or something, or this this fear. Because I remember the the I talked about this when the, the lady from Kielman was here was the my middle school um that i went to got burnt down in an arson attack it was high farm in wall's end and it got burned down by ex-students um and it was over a holiday break and it burnt they burned two-thirds of the school down and then it got demolished because it was on it was on um it couldn't be saved um so they replaced that with a special needs school and a really really good one because it was parkside which was right near the jubilee school so it became a big huge giant complex and yeah that's right, yeah. And uh, so the, I remember, because my mom lives not far from there at all, 
I remember meeting certain people in that area who were like, you know, they spend all the, you know, the, the, this is what I think it is. is that maybe it's part of the part of the equation is not necessarily hate about it's it's hate about somebody being treated differently because I've I've I heard people say these ridiculous things like well all the money that they're spending on these pe on these people who would say that phrase with like these people isn't that they're different people and I just think it's that they they feel hard they're being hard done by or they're being that they they are being treated differently than they are um that's 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 the only thing I've ever seen in that sense what, what were you gonna say you're right yeah uh, there is there is that perception of the specialist. Um, schooling system yeah. that the, these young people are, are always at the receiving end of, uh, of good deeds and, and, and charity and fundraising. Yeah. There's an element of truth there uh, mm -hmm. that, that unfortunately in, in, in this day and age we have to go to charity uh, yeah. to, to, mm -hmm. to get the funding exactly, because yeah. it's not coming through the local authority funding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And unless you you know you you in the system you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily know that. So yeah. he, here's the reality: you you have a, a child who's got a, a physical disability, who's cerebral palsy, who might have again a, um, a, a, an extreme physical and, and, and medical barrier to overcome. Mm -hmm. And you expect that when that youngster comes into the school environment, mm -hmm. he'll have his his appropriate wheelchair and his appropriate seating mm -hmm. and a standing frame, etc. It's not there. It's mm -hmm. not funded by yeah. the local authority. Mm -hmm. So what a school like Hadrian has to do and Kielman Way and, and all the others is go to charity to get the funding mm -hmm. for that mm -hmm. equipment. Yeah. Now, now, you would have thought the seventh richest country in, 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 in the world would actually have a, an education system that actually supported people with additional needs and funded it appropriately. It's not happening. Or having mm -hmm. ring fence at least. Yeah, not, not happening. So mm -hmm. we, we disguise the, the, the issue by being very effective and creative mm. in going to the voluntary sector to fundraise. Yeah. Um, everything that was damaged at, uh, at Hadrian was uh, equipment and resources that, that we as a school had fundraised mm. for. Not being mm. given to us by uh, local authority, not being treated differently, but actually mm. proactively gone out and engaged with groups to to fundraise actively yeah. to, to pull it in. Mm -hmm. and, and that's part of the issue that yeah, my I family teachers, my family, brothers, sisters, aunts, and they would say to me sometimes, oh, you get it easy. Uh, and I said, no, no, not at all. <laughs> the difference is, having worked in mainstream, the mainstream sector doesn't have to go to the voluntary and business community for funding because they're or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. They are... Mm -hmm. a about appropriately funded. I, you can get political about what's going on at the moment, but but I can see how you know young people might come into a school like ours and think, well, why should you have four buses and why should you have you know um, a Roman dwelling and, and a nice play area? Um, well, the difference the difference is we don't have the buses, we don't get into the community, we don't have the resources, yeah. we can't educate, we can't make the therapy work, etc., mm -hmm. etc. So it's not a it's not a glossy you know uh extra it's, mm -hmm. it's it's an essential i know yeah that that is fundamentally the difference is that they they regard them as extras where it's actually what you need to do your job and, exactly and to that. yeah yeah that that that, that I, I, as someone i i i just said this to the previous guest i worked in um you know social the social profession uh for that was my first job for a long time yeah. and uh yeah it 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 isn't a case of the you're being like you know pampered around or being looked after it actually is the money that you need to actually do what you're asked to be done to be yeah. done and i think fundamentally 
what we're describing there i mean we i don't know and based on the, the 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 example we just gave with these with these children who did that crime to your school but i think it's just a level of ignorance of going it this is put uh, I, it really actually describes what we see on this show all the time putting stuff in boxes yeah. like so going it must be that they get more than us therefore we don't like them for that reason yeah. um and and so that's probably part of it um but yeah so i think because obviously we wanted you know not, not just the, the doom and gloom of and as you said so so just to, to summarize the situation then so the, the no one's been charged or anything has it just been left as it is no no one's been charged i think i think the police investigation is continuing in terms of trying to um i i, I imagine get a, uh, a, a confession from the youngsters to actually take it for, further forward because yeah. there's no um, you know, corroborative evidence from, from yes. witnesses to identify. The, mm-hmm. We know there were four people um, from one of the neighbours who saw them come on site but then didn't think they were up to much. But then, you know, that... It is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're, we're, we're waiting um, to hear from the Thumbia police if there will be any further action. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I know this is a very unfair thing to ask, but like, uh, but I mean, it, it makes sense in terms of how do you stop it happening again? Well, I, I don't think we we can uh, mm-hmm. uh, prevent it from from ever happening again. I think it's it's a it's a tricky thing, this isn't it? Because yeah. the amount of media that that covered the story, yeah, you can see. Some youngsters wearing that as a badge and and, and thinking, oh, yeah. that was us, that. And, yeah. and the word on the street, look look at the coverage we've had in the press and the radio mm. and the TV and and almost bolstering them to to be more daring and do mm. it again. Yeah. But you hope that what what the media coverage has done, in a sense, is shamed their families or shamed their, so. their, their friendship yeah. groups to say, you know, from from a peer to a peer that was Shan and and no, you know, definitely you don't you don't you know. Uh, behave like that to the most vulnerable people in in our society yeah yeah it's just it's just wrong but yeah because that's not brave at all like that's the thing that i never like about that whole like sort of street cred approach to things yeah. look what we've done yeah. um it takes nothing to it it takes nothing in the sense of courage to attack the most vulnerable people like that that to me is the the, yeah. the lowest of the low yeah um, because yeah, yeah. like you know the, how can they possibly you know the, the people that they're going after how can they possibly retaliate or do anything about it that, so yeah. that, that that's yeah. the hence the the word vulnerable is that so i don't see any you know i mean that that as you quite rightly say that might be how they take it but i guess regular society anyone with with any sort of brain would go you know i, I don't look at this as any a mark of honor or whatever the right terminology it, is it, it's young people though isn't yeah. it this is, yeah. this, is, this is the difficulty you, you talk about teenage brains that are, that are not fully formed and, and, and developed and, and are, are thinking differently but again this, this will sound really old fashioned but there, there, there was a time where uh, whatever you know your background or upbringing that you'd had if you were born in Benwell or Scotswood or Elswick etc the moral compass was there. Yeah. There, there is a line you don't cross over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and those communities are very, very close-knit and respectful mm-hmm. communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we, as, as I said before, are sitting in that community and proud to be where we are. Yeah. Um, and proud to be part of Newcastle as well because our children come from, from every part of the city mm-hmm. and they're all fierce, of course, all yeah. cultures, etc. So kind of... Coming back to to what you were saying, you know about the protection of the school and going forward. 
all, all we can do is hope that the the outpouring of support to the school yeah. and and the the absolute disgust of what's happened is going to sort of seep into the consciousness of some of these teenagers yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and actually register. We, we kind of thought about, you know, maybe asking to go into our local schools and, 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 and talk to the youngsters, but then, you know, you're talking to the vast majority who are decent. Yeah. You know, so uh, don't tar, tar everybody with the same exactly brush. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. didn't want to sort of almost offend any school by by asking and and that school community thinking, oh, does that mean they think it's one of our youngsters? Yeah, exactly. So, so that, I think that's we, why we, we yeah. resisted doing that. But, yeah. But equally, you know, um, out of out of all ills, good good prevails. Yeah. And, but do you not think that? Sorry, when on Steve's question about how would you prevent that happening again? I guess what you just said there and then about going into schools and talking about what's happened is one strategy I would get, I would assume wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? I, I definitely but not not connected to this incident so yeah. there's a bit of time to, to, to elapse so on more uh, generic good point yeah, more yeah generic to, level, to yeah. come back to it uh, yeah. On another occasion, without yeah. without people thinking that we're tainting yeah. their their community, it's a reaction and, and, to the situation. And blaming, yeah. blaming that school and saying, yeah, these are your students that have done this. I think yeah. that, that might backfire in a sense, but no, the the, the opening up of the conversation and, and 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 talking and making it a two way conversation that they visit us and we visit them is mm-hmm. definitely yeah. the right thing yeah. uh, to do, but. The, as I say, the, the 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 good that's come from it, from the business community, the 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 voluntary sector, yeah. the the outpouring of people saying. Within hours, like, there was GoFundMe pages yeah, set up by exactly families uh, of the people. Over the, yeah. fourteen thousand pound being raised. So was it right? The, it was, it was two thousand pound worth of damage, right? Was that am I, am I correct in that? Yeah, well, that 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 that's if we. Uh, um, can actually repair the the softball. We're, we're not sure because sadly the the word disabled is still clearly visible as yeah. are the phallic symbols. Yes, and the more we've power washed, etc. If we actually have to cut into the softball and replace mm. it, it's going to be a lot more. Not more. It's going to yeah. be thousands. But again, this is back to the the world we're living in in terms of you know disability. Everything that. Is built or designed for, for special needs costs thousands. Yeah, because it's absolutely a, it's a small bespoke sort of <coughs> area of the world. So to put a, a safety flooring down for a, a school like ours in, yeah. in that area we're talking about, you're talking about eight to ten thousand pounds. Yeah, just on the floor in the Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's crazy, crazy. Much. We talked about that at length with the lady from Keelman, and um, I think that's uh, the positive sense of that. And there's one question I want to ask because uh, the to the more positive spin on it is that, yeah, uh, by you having the opportunity and people like yourself and people who work in schools like yours to have the opportunity to convey how much money it costs to just do basic stuff in your school, I think that is the... The if there is a level of ignorance in this at all, is that you by having you a chance to talk about that, like yeah. you know, g- it gives people the opportunity. This is why we do a show like this because we yeah. want to talk to people about you know about special needs, about anyone with any disabilities or mental health issues. Because if you give people the opportunity to speak about what it actually is like and how it feels to be in your position, then that is the most powerful thing because it stops any level of ignorance that we're talking about so there is ignorance involved in this by talking yeah. about what it's really like as opposed to what they think it's like because yeah. it's far easier to just judgmentally go 
I, I now think it's like this. But if someone tells you, no, this is what my life is like, or this is what my job is like, etc., yeah. that's the most powerful aspect of this, is that exactly. you can you can figure it all out. Aside you know? from money, the people have actually volunteered to put in their time to make repairs and things, haven't yeah. they? That's yeah. nice. We, yeah. We've had a, a whole series of people from uh, painters and decorators mm-hmm. wanting to come and repair to people... You know, want to do groundwork for us to the the co-op actually bringing uh, plants and flowers to be bed into the area. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the school community itself turned out on the Saturday. We put a call out at eleven o'clock for for people to come for the BBC to film. There, there must have been forty people within an hour turned up at the site mm-hmm. with their children, ex pupils, students mm-hmm. that used to be. Uh, a 23 year old young lady now um, ex pupil with with a mum all wanting to show some sort of solidarity mm-hmm, and support mm-hmm. that's fantastic and um, you know from our taxi drivers yeah. uh, to mm-hmm. to staff etc mm-hmm. an outrage and and lovely uh, from the local schools um, offering to to do some fundraising activities with their children that we're we're equally saying to to those schools look mm-hmm. We are lucky that we've got a fantastic new therapy centre. Yeah. Let's have your children over and give them a go on the trampolines and yeah. mm-hmm. a time with our, our resources. So we want to give back as well. But And famous people put a shout on social media, didn't they? Yeah, like, we, so we had um, and so forth, Steph yeah. McGovern from BBC Breakfast yeah. uh, News. She she very generously donated uh, £1,000 and uh, retweeted it several times. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, it's the retweeting that as much as a generous donation... Mm. Uh, of her sort of the exposure, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. led led to to more interest. In yeah, Alan Shearer being yeah. very very supportive. Uh, lots of anonymous gifts, but equally a bit like you know the widows might people giving you know fifty pence and two pound and and and, and people saying to us, I don't get paid till Tuesday, but when I do on Tuesday, I'll, I'll yeah. send something in. We're as grateful to that person as yeah, we are yeah. to, to, to somebody who's got funding. But it's the sentiments uh, of outrage back to the school. It relates to a past story we covered, didn't it, with the local West End Food Bank when yeah. they were oh, bur- yeah. burgled yeah, over yeah. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah and a lot of kids' presents yeah. were, were stolen and the community gathered around. You had yeah. business and it shows, yeah. like, because, I mean, that, that's a nice positive feeling. And I want to ask, the, what I want to ask you is, like, you positive spin as well just a personal thing but um i I think what's nice about that is for every bad um uh, sort of crime is this it reinforces that there actually is a community of people out there because you know for the situation that you just described of like you know because of social media you know get some bad raps and but like like some bad vibes about it and like it can be more of a negative than anything but the fact that it brings people together and shows that like there are people out there supporting news there's for every person for every, for example, I guess, as cliched as this sounds, but like for every person who may go like, wow, bro, that was a really great thing you did, there'll be a hundred people who think that that was a disgrace and they want to help any way they can. Yeah. So that, that conveys that it is a minority. And I'm, I'm pleased you said about, you know, I thought that was a really sensible thing you said about going into schools and tarring everybody with, you know, you all shouldn't do this because as you quite rightly said majority of people don't do this it's no, just no. it's just a, a small number of, of, yeah. of idiots basically who but idiots hopefully that you can rehabilitate and realize that it's not right we, we say so the world we work in it, it, with people with additional needs you, yeah. you, you never want to write anybody off of that, course that, that, yeah that's our that's our bottom line that's how mm. we think and uh, that's the world the world we're working in mm. so we wouldn't give up on those who have actually perpetrated this crime either 
but um, but you're right. You know, the social media is being very powerful in this in this instance. Yeah, and <laughs> and the amount of hits we've had as a school has been incredible. Yeah, and and as you say, people volunteering over four GoFundMe pages set up mm-hmm. within minutes, and uh, that's great. And lots of people, as I say, coming forward. But um, but equally. Uh, as I've said already, it's the sentiment behind it that that's meant a lot to us. That, of course, that, yeah. That we 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 are, you know, a part of their community mm-hmm. and, and all of these people's communities. And a lot of the people that have sort of fed back to us have been saying, you know, God forbid one day that these four lads will need a school like ours. Yeah. Uh, and, and how would they then feel when they're coming to us thinking, you know what, you're the same school that I actually. Or they have like, or they have a, tra- or they have a, tra- or they have a child that needs the school that's or something. That's, exactly that's what, what I was thinking. Yeah, karma yeah. might come in. Yeah, at yeah. some point. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to end because uh, I was been talking to you for a while, and I know you, you, you know, you're, you're pressed for time. You come on your lunch to come here. Yeah. 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 So we better be, uh, better be nice to you and, and let you go. But the final thing I wanted to say because obviously we spent a lot about because this was a very topical discussion, and obviously it's still ongoing as you say a little bit in terms of. Um, investigation and whatnot, but I want to ask you directly because it was fascinating to talk to the lady from Kielman about this. Is um, like just ha- about your job and the positive. You know, you obviously love doing your job and it's really important to you. And I think a good way of wrapping this up would be to ask you, like, just how do you feel about doing your job? Does it reinforce that what you do really matters? For example, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, and it may sound like a cliche, but but I actually am privileged to do my job, yeah. and and it and it still feels like a privilege to do my job. Great. I was lucky when I when I was fifteen, I um, I, I went to a school that became a a host for young people and adults with disabilities mm-hmm. for a, a youth club on a, a Wednesday oh, wow. night, a okay. Saturday club on a yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah. I went with my mates not knowing what we were going to go and see. And and we were we were young and naive and we were thinking, oh, you know, will will these people look look different and, and, and what, what are they about? And I remember walking into my sports hall at school and there's this group of, as I say, amazing people. And, and just from that moment, I can still remember thinking, wow, you know where, where have these people been in my life? You know, and, and why have we never oh. connected before, and and that that connection's never left me. And I'm 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 getting up in the morning, enthused and excited to go to work. And and, and, and and what a lot of people will say, rightly, is that the work we do is is, is as much therapy for us. Mm-hmm. It puts you, it puts mm-hmm. your life in perspective. Mm-hmm. You, you spend time with some of the most vulnerable, disadvantaged people in the world who have got a smile on their face, who have got such enthusiasm for life, who've been given yeah. a difficult hand, and yet all yeah. they do is give back. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and that's the difference, that, uh, that there's an innocence and, and, and a, you know, a vitality about our youngsters that, that is a, an absolute privilege and joy to, to be with. So Yeah. I'm I'm the lucky man, you know. I'm doing a, I'm doing a job and being paid for it, which 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 I love, and, yeah. and, and, and the chance to work with people who, you know, mean mean the, mean the world to me, and yeah. make relationships for life with, with great, yeah, obviously, and, and the families. And yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything different. Great, Never. I guess no, the no. sense of reward is another cliche, but you you'd go along with that, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It, it's a, it's a two way street. It really is. And you've got people who, who come into school with a lot of baggage, who walk out thinking, yeah. Yeah, in perspective, you know, um, you, you know, you, you count your health and your mm-hmm. blessings, mm-hmm. And, and you, you know, 
you you just need to commit and give the best you can be for these people because yeah. they they are as I say little innocents. Yeah, I'd say if we'll wrap this up now, but like that's a great way to end. There's a couple of things I was thinking as you said that is in my experience with anyone, if I've met anybody with any sort of disability, they are the as you said the kindest, mm-hmm. most like mentally strong people you'll ever meet. Because <coughs> I remember taking me mom, she broke a finger. I told her this before. I think I brought. I think I even told this story uh, when it first happened. This was like seven weeks ago my mom fell in her house and she's you know in her 70s now she broke a finger middle finger so i've been taking her to the rvi to get treated and um because she, she's a bit depressed at the minute um because of what she's going through with her parkinson's she whenever she feels bad because it's a parkinson's is a physical you know majority like a, although it's a mental issue very much physical so she was all going i need to get a wheelchair in the thing and she can walk pretty ably for for our situation but she was feeling really down about herself so she got a wheelchair we got there uh, and we were waiting in the plastic surgery unit and there was a lady who had uh, an amputated leg um an amputated uh, half uh, an amputated arm like half half a left arm was missing and sh- and i i observed because i'm i'm a big believer in observing people i like observing humans when you're around them and she was by far the most happiest person in the entire room yeah. and she had the most clearly the most to complain about you know there's a person with it my mom with a broken finger a person with a broken hand going this is terrible yeah. and she's sitting there like waiting for a call and then when the lady she got seen before my mom and the lady calls her out and she's like wheels along in the happiest mood mm-hmm. ever and i'm going it's amazing what yeah. what people can do and and you as you quite rightly said it makes you re- put put your life own life in perspective because sure. i turned sure. to my mom and went see <laughs> see what you can be like if you really put your mind to it um, so yeah that's really wonderful please consider our radio show friends of Hadrian yeah. to come on again and yeah, anything, course, yeah. anything you need to announce please come to us and we'll yeah. have so can people still go fund or is that still on or there, there, there's two still on right uh, two two have now now, now finished yes um, but uh, yeah if anybody just wants to contact the school direct uh, yes they'd be more than welcome to do that. Uh, how can they do that on the website? Or? On the website, yeah. Yeah, what, uh, what is the website? All, all the details are there. So it's all the w's.hadrianschool.newcastle.seh.uk. Great, excellent. So obviously if people want to, I imagine you can ask you can volu- ask to volunteer or something oh, still? Well, or hundreds of volunteers. Yeah, yeah, so I imagine people, you're people overloaded. But, yeah. but yeah, I'm sure people will still want to check that out anyway. Huge thank you, Chris. Uh, we'll oh, let you go. Chris. That was really, really fun. Thank you very and, um, much. And uh, obviously, yeah, we, we hope it all gets resolved still. And uh, I think it's wonderful how you've treated it in the community. Yeah. And th- thank you as well of anyone listening who's been a community member who've helped you. That, yeah. That's wonderful. Um, and I'm sure you. Um, I'm sure you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Thanks a lot, Chris. Um, right, thank you. Um, right, we're going to take a quick break now. We're going to uh, do some community announcements. Uh, so that's going to be played now, and then we're going to play just the way it is, baby, by the Rembrandts. What a flash, flash from the past. And then we'll be right back to do mental health news with me and my, my good, my good friend Ricky. Uh, right after this. Thanks, guys. For the community, by the community. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Mohsalam Samayn, Guzashta Saal, Hum Aapke Liye Deeds for Syria Lekar Aay Thay. Is Saal, Inshallah, Hum Deeds for Syria, Palestine, Or Pakistan Lekar Aay Thay. Ek Kilo Khujur Ki Kiemet, Sirf 10 Pound Rakhi Gai Hai. Tamam Manafa, Aapki Pasand Ki Hoi Charity Ko Jai Ga. Order Ke Liye, Telephone Number 07- 
6002 پر رابطہ کیجئے آپ کا آرڈر انشاءاللہ ماہ رمضان سے پہلے آپ کو موصول ہو جائے گا مزید معلومات کے لیے ہماری ویب سائٹ www.thedateproject.com پر رابطہ کیجئے شکریہ Welcome to your community announcement answer machine. To broadcast your community announcement on Spice FM free of charge, call 0191273988. Select option 3 and record your message. No more messages. Dekhan sone da darbar mein Madine chale محترم خواتین و حضرات رمضان المبارک کے بابرکت مہینے میں اسپائس ایف ایم ریڈیو نے اپنی خصوصی نشریات کا اہتمام کیا ہے ہر روز پیش کی جانے والی اذانوں رمضان اسپیشل پروگرام کی اسپانسرشپ اور اپنے کاروباری اشتہارات کے لیے ٹیلی فون نمبر زیرو سیون پر رابطہ کیجیے یا ای میل کیجیے ایڈورٹائز ایٹ اسپائس ایف ایم ڈاٹ کو ڈاٹ یو کے
Hello everybody and welcome back to Spice FM 98.8 FM. That was the Rembrandts with just the way it is, baby. Um, as we were jokingly um, pointing out, um, less known as the doing the theme song for Friends, <laughs> which was uh, um, a lot more of a um, well-known song by the Rembrandts. That's why I was like going, oh, I, I, I recognize the name of that band. Um, but yeah, so um, I really liked that song. Um, so yeah, um, Ricky Fowler was Crowded House. Um, they do sound a little bit like Crowded yeah, House, yeah, yeah. most definitely. Um, so if you thank you to Chris, that was such a, a, a ridiculously good interview. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was anyway. <laughs> I don't just blow my own trumpet there. It was such a great. We did me and Ricky did a really great job there. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, an Emmy's on the way <laughs> or a Sony Award. No, nah, well I'm on. chuffed given yeah. given how the story was really topical and um, yeah, he made some time out to come on and talk yeah. about it. Really cool. And I thought it made sense to kind of ask him about the positive aspect before he went because obviously mm. he was very heavy about like oh terror terrible what happened, yeah. but obviously the community supports wonderful, mm. um, and it forces people it forces in in situations like this it forces society to have a good hard look at them, yeah. it, itself yeah. and and go right we need to do more. Um, you know, because I get very frustrated when people say like you shouldn't interfere in certain situations, but I totally agreed with his premise of there are certain things you shouldn't tolerate. Mm-hmm. You know, society should oh, come yeah. together and go, that's not good enough. Well, um, one pillar yeah. in terms of the awareness of mental health and disabilities that you, you have to recognise when discrimination is, and yeah, it, it is essentially a hate crime. Mm-hmm. And you know, I yeah, clarify. Ju- and I just also mean in a very basic sense, helping your fellow man. Exactly, it should yeah. all never be always about you all the time. That, that's the thing I, that, I, that I find that we promote a little well, yeah, bit too we, much. Yeah, we of. look at racism and sexism. We should also look yeah. at look at this in the same sort of prism. Yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. Um, right, so um, uh, I am auto-recording this for the benefit of the podcast, so hopefully we'll be able to go just a tad over to o'clock. Uh, I know we do anyway some of the time. So, um, yeah, so we'll do a little bit. We'll basically wrap today's show up by doing mental health news. So we usually do this, uh, for those that are first-time listening, at the beginning of the second hour, so at 1 o'clock usually, but obviously Chris came in and we ended up talking to him for a good 25 minutes. So um, so huge thank you to him. So obviously anyone who listens to this knows that the guests are the priority, um, you know, because obviously they're given their hard-earned time. And for Chris's case, he literally came in his lunch break. So mm-hmm. um, huge thank you to him and obviously to Kirsty and Donna uh, earlier on as well. But yeah, mental health news. So 
as I joked earlier, this is going to be two weeks, uh, two week period of mental health news as opposed to a, a, a month because we usually do a monthly show every second Friday. But now we're every second Friday and four Friday. So what's happened in the second half of April, <laughs> basically? So fire away, Ricky. So That's for those, because like you know, you, you gather mm-hmm. mental health news that's in the month. Yes. Now you've got to condense it down to two. What happened to two <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. And it's but like, it that, well, like, a dog crossed the road the other day, <laughs> and it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm like, thanks, Ricky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in a way, I guess if, if if Chris wasn't able to come in, I guess we would have covered that story. No, that abs- yeah, that absolutely, story. yeah. Because as you said, it happened literally as we were yeah. uh, we were on air uh, last couple of weeks ago. But um, just for those that know, just very quickly, uh, Ricky fires three questions. We sometimes do this with a guest as well, uh, but as uh, the way it went, we didn't decide to do that with Chris. But the idea is we sit and have a debate about uh, headlines that's happened in the last, as I say, a couple of weeks for this one, and we'll just debate about headlines that have happened, usually mental health related. Some of them can be quite humorous as well, and um, we just sit and discuss them. As I say, with this being 10, 15 minutes, will be quite quick fire. So fire away, Ricky, with mental health news. Mm. So at <laughs> last... <laughs> like CSI. <laughs> <The> jing- <laughs> jing- That's CSI's law and order, isn't it? Um, the jingle list. Yeah, the jingle. Yeah, the jingle list thing. We'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. I'll see if I get, I'll I'll try and come up with one, and I'll get and I'll send it to Sandeep. And uh, at least a bong. Uh, yeah, sort of like, like, you know, yeah. It doesn't say it should be like Law and Order, like uh, like you know, like a drum thing. It's Ricky Thannon. <laughs> so last last year was was probably like the one of the worst years in terms of like um, events that happened, be it terror attacks and disasters and so mm-hmm. on. So. ITV and this morning, um, they they looked. I think it's coming up to the one year anniversary of the attack that happened at Man- in Manchester. You know the the Aaron Oh Aaron yeah, concert. wow! It's already been a year. And wow. uh, yeah, it turns oh. out that a lot that a lot of the the children um, who were there, who obviously would have suffered trauma and you know PTSD, they haven't had any help whatsoever. Wow. And it's been nearly a year since. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. their families are, are, are sort of obviously. Uh, speaking about about this and they also want to help create change so most notably with the uh, the calm services you know the, the childhood a- adolescent mental health services um but you know this in a way it, it 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 sounds very horribly typical because i remember doing a recent mental health thing there the the you know like the grenfell families yes um yeah, they yeah, haven't yeah. had any such help either yeah. i mean it's one issue to try and get them rehoused but it's another issue as well that they haven't had the the mental health treatment that they sort of deserve, you know, that they're sort of suffering from. So. I know this, is, this sounds like a really, really simple point as well, but I think you can go a step further and say, uh, it's quite, again, it seems to me quite easy to point at something and go, well, that's clearly wrong, but what do you do about it, I think, well, yeah. is the much more relevant point. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, because you can quite easily go, it's a bit like the analogy I always go to, because I think about this a lot just in terms of how I react to things, mm-hmm. but, like, if somebody started having a fight in the street, would you, you would you be a person who just sits there and stands there and goes, well, that's not fun, or do yeah. you actually, like, stop it from happening? Like, uh, the, uh, I, I think it's the, the, the fear of that you they have a knife or something like that. Do you know the funny um, thing is something similar happened to, to yeah. very recently, about maybe two weeks ago. I was in Northumberland Street, and there was this this like fight in the middle of the uh, middle of the street, and you God. know people around rather than anyone sort of intervening and like you know saying it's not worth it, stop it. People just whipped out their mobile phones. I think oh, oh, yeah. this, this is going to be cool. I'm going to going to share this. I'm going to. 
I saw, that's, isn't that the culture now? Though, yeah, it? It, it's weird. Um, I think it's the reality aspect of things. Is that if they see it happening in front of them, they think, yeah. "Wow, this is great." Um, there was one. It was so weird. I was walking down Northumberland Street, and um, there was a, a strange situation where um, these two guys started screaming at each other from like across the, the across Northumberland Street. Like one was at like uh, the cash machines at the bottom of the uh, Northumberland Street, um, and the other one was like walking like where the um, coffee trader is that we go to oh, yeah. um and so they were just like screaming back and forth and it was all like i'm gonna deck you and you know wait till you know uh, uh, wait till i see you later type things but like literally the entire northumberland street stopped because they were screaming so loud mm-hmm. it was like I, I i i don't know and it's just like it, it, it's strange the way people behave like they're just they're, some people have no concept or self-awareness yeah. of like what's around them like they don't react to like situations appropriately they just act like again that they're the center Especially of when there's kids and yeah and, yeah. yeah but it, i mean i don't like i don't like anyone shouting at all no, no. like yeah I, I don't like that at all but yeah. i mean that's just my you know my take on it i guess but um yeah um good i'm I'm hoping that they get the help they need mm-hmm. basically because like you know all these bad situations happen and we just and hopefully they'll will be able to recover it as quick as they can. Um, uh, next bit of news, um, this um, project, uh, this sort of a campaign issue the, under the title of Recovery Space, um, they've got the government to finally agree on, on what they're campaigning and what it essentially is, is that um, it's it's that people who are experiencing me- a mental health crisis should be able to benefit from what's pro- what's been proposed as breathing space yeah. from from mm-hmm. uh, like a debt respite, respite scheme. Yeah. I think I mentioned this before in an earlier program. So um, what it is, it's, it's a cross-party campaign. Um, and uh, I think over 80 members of parliaments have got, got behind this and, and also a lot of charities, are 23 in total. And what they're, what they're saying is is that um, people who, who, who are in hospital who are going through a mental health crisis can have a respite um breathing space scheme where you know whatever debt because inevitably i suppose debt is going to catch up with you if you're going through such a crisis oh yeah of course um so they get some respect and the government have agreed to this they haven't yet pushed the pledge through to make it happen like make it law Mm -hmm. but uh they've at least acknowledged that that's what they want to do so there's real hope that this kind of that's great yeah as in like if you're not working you can't work for a few weeks or something and you can like owe them the money later or something mm-hmm. yeah that's not a bad idea because i think that happens far too often especially mm-hmm. you know um i was watching um i'll admit this now this is a good this is a good thing that, uh, to, to admit uh, at the end of a show but um i'm i'm a sure? show that i'm really <laughs> a show that i'm really into and i think it's brilliant and is judge rinder i watched uh, it's yeah. a great great show and um there was one i watched where i was kind of like as much as she was getting a hard time I could sort of see what was going on. It felt like to me, I was like, it seems like to me this girl's got a mental health issue because mm-hmm. her guarantor, I, I mean, our, our attitude was annoying, but I do think the underlying thing was that she had a mental health issue that was undiagnosed because she came across like that. Uh, I'm just using the eye test and what she said, but but basically the point is, the the, the, the gist of it was, uh, guarantors were like people friends of hers and they took her on to the show because she owed about like three thousand pound in rent because mm-hmm. she was living in a property she was on benefits and she then decided she didn't spend the housing benefit on the house mm-hmm. she spent it on her child is what she maintained 
So the guarantors, because you've got to have, everyone's got to have a guarantor if you've got rented property. So my, in my case, it's my dad's. My dad's my guarantor because mm-hmm. um, it was a few years ago. And uh, they, she just decided to walk out of the property and didn't pay rent for a couple of months. And then obviously the rent in place went, well, you've signed a year tenancy. So she had like seven months left. Mm-hmm. So they ended up owing about two grand or something because it was like 200-ish pound a week mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he ordered her to pay the rest of the money because he said guarantors unfortunately there's no way to get around it but mm-hmm. her leaving the first two months was her decision so yeah. she has to pay the two months but in terms of the five months he said legally you signed as guarantors so i can't do anything about it but her, her, he didn't like they all did all were like scoffing at her attitude of she but she just went i put my head in the sand and didn't deal with it yeah. and i think to me, that was someone who was in a situation well, yeah. where she didn't know how to handle it. But and isn't so, it a lot of these yeah. daytime shows, like, yeah. you know, so Jeremy Callan it's like, well, he'll bark at them, <clears throat> you know, someone with addiction. Yeah. Clearly, you can tell there's a mental health issue behind them, and it often takes Graham to come on, who's the counsellor on the show, isn't he? Yes. To come on and confirm that you, what, you're suffering from depression yeah. or you're... And that often gets overlooked when, when, when it's played out on stage, like, you know, this whole kind of well, thing, you know. Well, uh, yeah, it would be nicer, but it wouldn't be, I guess, entertaining because, like, what you're, yeah, what you're sort of saying is that he essentially completely ridicules them and then yeah. goes, but because he came on the show, yeah, we'll give you help. Exactly. Um, whereas it would be nice if he just went, I'm sorry, it's your situation. We'll get you all the help you can need. But again, he does do that with people who, like, if it's missing people, he's very kind to them and everything. But yeah, um, but again. Some, there's some cases, and I've seen some Judd Rinder ones, where there was a guy, there was a guy on, right? I know we've got, we've got to wrap this up, but there was a guy who, on Judge Rinder, who was basically like doing his own sort of jackass stuff, and he tells a story about how he put a firework inside a friend, like, um, bottom. I don't know how else, how, okay. I think that's appropriate to say, okay. but, um, and he, like, set it alight, and he seriously injured him, and he was, like, laughing when he did that, so Judge Rinder just told him to leave, like, he got uh, him to leave. I think I might have seen um, that one. Cause he, and, I, and, he, and as he was, like, leaving, Judge Rinder was shouting, grow up, will you? And, like, and I just was watching that going, good for him, I hope he does grow up, because I hate that kind of thing. Because he was clearly, he was in, like, he, this guy was in his <clears> 30s, and he thought it was, like, funny, and I just went, practical jokes I find it are sad never on, funny. On such shows where you got family members jostling with each other. Yeah, that is. I find fun. that quite sad. Yeah. Sad and Yeah, when they all go like, "I'll never talk again" and all this kind yeah. of thing. I don't. I, yeah. yeah. But do you know, like, just for people who don't know the program, is that they do? Um, how they get people to come on is they pay the debt. Do you know that? Well, yeah, my, that I makes know sense. that. I know on sense. daytime shows that they obviously they get them to come on and they pay all their expenses, the travel like, expenses, hotel stays. If and Judge Rinder yeah. agrees that there's a legal bind in it, yeah. the production company pays yeah. the money. Yeah. So the reason they get them on is that so the benefit of them um, bearing their soul out on TV is yeah. that the debt that they're owed, the company pays them and then gives it to them. Well, same so, on Kyle when know. they the whip them off to rehab. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Paid up but, yeah, them, of yeah. course, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and, and as you said, like. The, hotel and everything's paid for mm-hmm. and whatnot mm-hmm. so uh, uh, i've heard people apparently say who have been on jeremy kyle that that some of them just go on because they want the trip to manchester <laughs> andy warhol 15 minutes yeah, yeah yeah and they well they get like put up in a very yeah, nice they hotel and they get i they even get, i even heard they get paid about they get vouchers to go like to spruce themselves up in a like a yeah one of these fashion stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, there was a there was a there was a person I knew who was a, a, a runner on it, like a, right. a, a, a worked on the show, and they were like, quick, oh, quickly yeah, mention this. Yeah. It's worth noting that last thing we'll say. Uh, yeah. Money and mental health are behind recovery space. Um, get this: last year, twenty three thousand people 
who were in England who were in debt were the same people that were in hospital with mental health wow. crisis. Wow. Yeah. So that's a really that, good yeah. comparison, yeah. I've always felt that debt Absolutely. and mental health have had that kind of uncanny, un- yeah. unwanted relationship, which feeds off one another. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, to wrap up about, you mentioned this before and I said this to my mom, um, the way people attack you for you know we're talking about dentists you know when you have trouble with your dentist <laughs> you know the whole like war- warning you like if yeah, you do this three times sir um, well they did that with my mom oh, because yeah. they rang up because my mom's been like all like anxious about our appointments so I sorted out a dentist appointment for her mm-hmm. and as I wrote down the information because I rang I rang on her house phone and as I rang I um, I wrote down the wrong time because they were throwing a number of different dates at me yeah, so I wrote I wrote the wrong date. I wrote the wrong time down, which um <clears throat> is is silly but understandable. So we turned up at the time after it was supposed to be. It was like ten thirty in the morning we were supposed to be there or something, and we came at half two because I thought it was half two that I'd written down. So um so that yeah, so they were in at the reception. I apologized and I wasn't all like, you know, oh well it's an, it, you know, I wasn't like aggressive i just i actually quite rightly said i'm really sorry that's my fault i wrote the wrong down i didn't say oh that the woman on the phone was annoying i was like my responsibility i apologize well, genuine mistake thanks for bringing this up yeah. because you know very i know as i told you yeah. my my own situation uh i missed two appointments one because i had flu during that whole beast of these thing and i hoped to make it on the day on the morning that i went but i couldn't i rang up and said okay so you're on one life gone. Second, la- so second you did a game show. Yeah. Second time I generally had anxiety in the morning. And sorry, Mr. Now, Thammon. Ricky, do you want to go for the call? Because <laughs> uh, if you do, Mr. Thamon, one more life and you're out. And I just felt bloody hell, you know. They're there so, with a the drill going. One more, one more, Ricky. One more. Oh God. And, God. <laughs> From mental health to dentistry, that's what you get on the So show. yeah, no, but in it, but really, that's tarring everybody with the same brush, and not you know because we don't. It's not about it's not about being treated. It, it is well, it is in a sense being treated differently, but being treated in the sense of what we have, not that we're different in the sense of we're above other people. It's mm-hmm. the it's understanding what it is that we go oh, through, yeah. like particularly for people. Because we didn't anxious, miss them appointments know? deliberately. Yeah, like, well, that's the point. Know, you know but because there's people who do do it deliberately for no obvious reason, yeah. like it, you had the the guts to tell them the actual truth mm-hmm. you know and say i'm actually struggling i've as got you, mental health issues well. yeah well i just said well well i said you know <laughs> i'm essentially running my mom's life currently yeah. like yeah. making sure she's at everything yeah. and it's hot like so i made one mistake out of four and a half months of dealing of, of looking well, after I had a new crown you know? put, put in last and i atten- attended every appointment and yeah. paid all the anyway we really need to go to so five minutes over so huge thank you to spice for letting us do two weeks we really i really had a good time it feel it doesn't feel like we're over egging it to me no, no. Um, and I really enjoyed uh, our guests so a huge thank you to Chris from Hadrian School and to Donna and Kirsty uh, from what was the name of the Someone Cares Someone Cares that's in, it yeah. uh, was it North Tyneside yes that's right um, so yeah if you go on their website as they mentioned you can if you suffer from abuse obviously and, and throughout all of the taboo subjects that we've talked about obviously if you feel any of these feelings see your GP, see your help, GP yeah. yes go to Samaritans if you need more emergency help or something um, if you type in Samaritans you'll find their uh, information and whatnot, and get help sooner rather than later if you feel that way oh and also um, a big shout out to Kaylee, one of our team members hope she's feeling better and hopefully she'll be on the next show 
Um, you know, she's recovering from her lung surgery that she had. So all seems good. Awesome. Right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for Spice FM. Thank you for so much listening and supporting us. The podcast for this one and the last 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 edition of the show, a podcast will be released uh, over the weekend. And the next one for this will be on Spice. It'll be repeated next Friday on here. And we'll put it so out. We are technically a weekly time. show. Yeah, anyway, technically, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to play some ads now. And then we're going to play Beat It by Michael Jackson to end the show. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks' time. So every second Friday and fourth Friday at 12 till 2 p.m. on Spice FM is mentally sound. Thanks so much. Thank you to myself. Thank you. And to Ricky. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, guys. Have a nice night. Have a nice day, everybody.